Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. He's prepared to ignite. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. It is now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. Hey, welcome to the Ask Dennis episode, which is a freestyle episode. I'm asked a question by our listeners, where I share my thoughts, my insights, and experiences from working with leaders across the globe and helping answer these questions. And uh, this week, I've had several people actually ask me this question. And so what I've done is I've actually just sort of taken their different questions and put it into this one, which will actually cover everything for them. And that is, how can I present to executives or my boss with confidence and not come across as being nervous? Now, that's a, a real interesting question that quite a few people are asking me of late. And so that question is interesting to see what how people react to things because people do get nervous and they don't come across as being very confident at all, which means the confidence in that person by the audience, by the person that they're speaking to or people they're speaking to is lost a little bit. So it's a little bit dangerous in the sense that they do not come across as being very strong. So how to hold and sway your boardroom or your audience or your boss is what I'm going to be covering off today. See, I helped an executive who was appointed as the global CIO of a $5 billion organization based in the USA, but was a global organization, as I said. And his success, he's contributed it down to the coaching and the development that I uh, I did with him. And uh, in particular, one area was about presenting to executives and to boards and other leadership teams. And see, projecting confidence is really absolutely critical for anybody in a leadership role today. So if you're in a role and you're a leader, you need to be able to project that confidence because that's going to be helping you influence high-powered people. So it's going to give you the ability to be able to influence them in that session you are with people as you're presenting. The most important attribute that you can demonstrate during your presentation or when you're presenting is that confidence. And you have to show that you are in control and that you know that what you're talking about because that will give your audience confidence in you, is what I was saying before as well, right? So in other words, don't leave any room for doubt. 
Because if you do, they'll take it. So don't leave any room for doubt when you're actually out there presenting with people. I I, I think I think the, one of the biggest ones is nerves, and and that's a dangerous signal to the audience and to the people that you're presenting to. And um, if you are nervous, then I, I think your focus is all wrong. I, I remember doing some high or high potential or high performers or top talent programs across the globe. And during the three-day, five-day event, even though it was a 10-month program, uh, we would kick off with things or we would finish with things as well. We would get them, the participants to, over the five days or three days, work on a presentation that they would work on. And, and these were real live business challenges that the organization had. And so we had the participants work on these different areas And then on day five or day three, depending on what it was, they would have to present to an executive panel their findings, their thoughts, their projections around this area, but also their things that they're actually proposing to that executive panel. And then they would actually go up with other teams within the actual program that we had. And uh, it was interesting to see the healthy competition that was created, but the different styles of presenting the different styles of way people would stand up front and how they would present to this executive panel. And then they would get feedback. And I remember how one of these uh, executives were up front, actually in Singapore, and he got stuck. He almost had like stage fright and came across as being very, very vulnerable right there and then. But then how we handled that to help him come out of that and move forward was really, really interesting and a big learning for him but also for his peers as well. So how you come across is very important. Nerves mean you're self-conscious, not audience conscious. So stop thinking about yourself and think about your audience, what what they need and how your presentation will be relevant to them. So team, it's not about you. It's about the audience that's in front of you. In other words, who is in front of you and what do they need? And so what can you do to help them? And too many people think about themselves, and it's not about you. It's about the, your audience. Another thing I think around nerves would be around breathing. Uh, a lot of leaders I see will actually hold their breath as they're speaking, and so they need to breathe. And so that's just something I would highly recommend that you do, is that you do breathe. And And I talk about an analogy or a, a situation whereby we have a, a world-class team called the New Zealand All Blacks. It's a rugby team. And uh, there are 15 players on the on the pitch at any time on the field. And when another team scores a try against them, for those in the in the United States, you might know it as um, uh, those people who are um, what's the word I want to say that they are American football. If I can take that kind of sporting situation, when 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 they are, when the other team does a touchdown, what happens? So for the New Zealand All Blacks, what they tend to do is they go up behind the goalposts and they'll huddle while the other team is going to take a kick at the goals, and that's what we call a conversion. And so when the All Blacks are standing there behind the goalposts for the conversion, they go into a huddle. Now, they go into a huddle to start strategizing and thinking about what's next and what they need to do next. But the, the biggest thing that they do is they take two big belly breaths. And the reason they do that is to calm things down, to actually slow things down, to actually get oxygen to their brain so then they can make more informed decisions. The same thing with presenting. 
if you can take some big breaths before you go into the session, while you're even in the session, that will help you stay calm. Because the person who stays the calmest is the person that's in control. And if you're in control, you have more confidence. The other thing I would say here is know your material and practice it. Two or three or five times, um, use two or three people in front of you to actually be part of your audience and provide you feedback, you know, people that you trust. The other one you could do is you could film it on your phone so then you can observe it and also maybe get someone else to observe and give you some feedback too. What I see is a lot of people don't practice. Where do they practice? Well, they practice while they're live in front of their audience and actually presenting. That's the first time they're actually practicing and it's too late because they're there right there and then uh, up front of their audience. And what tends to happen? They tend to show nerves because they're not really prepared. They waffle, uh, so they use a lot, a lot of words uh, and they, they will go through things and they'll use fuller words and that irritates the audience. So make sure that you know your material, know your lines. And I don't mean you need to stick to your lines word for word. It's just knowing your material, practicing it well and getting ready to do that. The other thing I, th I, I notice is that a lot of people come along, along with 50,000 slides uh, if they're using PowerPoints as an example. And when they come along, they come along with all these slides and there's so much data on the slide, you can hardly read it. And so make sure you have just a few slides. In fact, what, what I'm going to say here is don't beat about the bush. You know, be practice, be succinct what you're doing and remember that less is more. In other words, if you're going to go and do a 15 to 20 minute presentation, then I would recommend that you do you have five slides at the most, right? Five slides. That's including your intro. Because if you have that kind of situation whereby you are practiced, you are succinct, and that you have less rather than more, then that projects confidence. And that's where you want your audience to feel your confidence, but also be confident in you. That uh, if you do need to use those slides, and you have five of them, so have a heading on each slide or title, and then have three bullet points. Only three. The power of three is really important. One, it is important for the audience to be able to remember things and not get confused. And number two, it's easy for you to remember things and project. We as individuals, as human beings, we can remember three things, but we can't remember 21 things. And so try and keep it simple. Have those slides with a title and three bullet points. Now, if you need more data or things to refer to, then have them in the backup side of things. Uh, backup slides and refer to them if you need to. But try and keep it simple. Keep it down to five slides at the most. If you're presenting to an executive team, just understand that time is short. And so things can get interrupted. And uh, so what you want to do is you want to get to your point and get, to, uh, get it across real quick and tell them what you want and what you're looking for from them. So right up front, be very quick about it, okay? So in other words, get across to them what you want and what you're looking for from, from them. Another thing I would say to you is know who the decision makers are in the room and ensure that you work with them as well and not just the person running the meeting because the person running the meeting may not be the decision maker. So understand who is or who are the decision makers in the room 
and make sure that you're going to them, involving them in the conversation, in your presentation, because that's going to be really, really important that you you do that. Uh, another thing with your presentation is that I would suggest that you start with the end in mind. In other words, what's the end goal? What you're trying to get out of this whole presentation? What's your objective as you go into it? Or what is your intent? So that's a really important thing to start with the end in mind. Do you want a decision to be made? So then make sure that your presentation provides enough support for that decision and then ask for that decision. Don't expect it to come. You need to ask for it. But be clear and succinct when you're doing that. If you want to get just a point across or you're just trying to get to emphasize something really important, then what I would suggest is that you stop moving around the room and you plant your feet. So stop walking. Stop moving and pause when you want to emphasize a point because that will make it a meaningful pause, but it will make it a very strong impact with the audience. So whatever it is, if it's a really, really important thing that you want to emphasize, plant your feet, stop moving and say it and then pause. And then that pause will be very impactful for them. Okay, team, so what I want to do now is I'm going to take you through five sort of tips in conjunction or in in addition to what I've already shared with you in relation to taking your presentation skills to another level. Number one would be stand up. Never be seated when you're doing a presentation, and not even for a boardroom presentation, because standing adds presence, power, and confidence. It's going to add those three things for you, right? So by standing, it's going to add presence. It's going to add power, and it'll also add confidence. And then the other thing, too, is, well, I just want to share a story there. I've, I've been watching and been rolling out a program with lots of leaders, and I've been watching them when I do the introductions in the room, that there will be some people who will stand up and introduce themselves, and others don't. And it's sort of really, really quite interesting to watch how they do that, and, and why do some stand up and why others don't. And I, And when the ones that do stand up, they're the ones that tend to have more respect uh, for themselves, but also the room, but also they are the ones that tend to have more confidence. And so what's really important is to stand up, never be seated, because it's going to add presence, power, and confidence. The next one would be, number two would be involve your audience. Now, how can you do that? Well, make eye contact with people, invite questions, and reference something that they may have seen earlier or before or during the meeting. Now, here, here we go. So the eye contact is really important that if you're having the eye contact, make sure you're having eye contact with everybody in the room and do it slowly, right? So you're not coming across as being really shifty and your eyes moving everywhere. So be in control, relaxed, do the eye movement. Number two would be invite questions as you're going through. Now, there is a trap though sometimes because if you can, if you invite questions, it can go down a slippery slope, so be careful on how you do that and manage it well. But then reference something that somebody may have said earlier on. So as I'm facilitating or I'm presenting, I'm listening to what people are saying, and that's the key. Listen to what they say. And then throughout my presentation, my facilitation, I may look at them. In other words, the eye contact. I may sort of gesture towards them and actually acknowledge really what they have said before as I'm doing the presentation. And so 
what it does, it actually links it back to that person. It makes it relevant, but it acknowledges them as well. And so they feel like they're part of the presentation because I've actually made that kind of reference to them. Number three would be go to something like Toastmasters. So then you can learn structure. The practice will give you the confidence and help your career and your sales and presentations and whatever else you want to do, right? So go and get some structure. And Toastmasters is a great way of doing that to give you some structure. And I always talk about with structure comes flexibility. And and what do I mean by that? So if you've got the structure in place and you're using that, this is what the Toastmasters of the world and that do for you, then you know that you've got the structure. But you can be flexible because you've got confidence. You know what your structure is. You know what you're needing to say and do because you've practiced it as well. So you can come across and be a lot more flexible, which then shows how confident you are as well. So number three is go to Toastmasters to help you give you or teach you some structure. Number four is go to acting class to learn how to project your voice and how to control a room. So if you go to acting class or go and do some theater type scenario, that would be quite cool. Why? Because you can be on stage and you can command that stage and you know how to control a room when you're actually acting. But the other one would be, how do you project your voice? Now, for some people, they come across and sometimes as quite weak or very soft in what they're saying. And it doesn't project confidence as well. And I don't mean that you sit there shouting as well on the other side of the spectrum, because that's not going to help either. You need to have a strong leader voice that comes across as being confident And acting classes can actually help you do that and show how you can project your voice from your core and your body. Number five is something a little bit different for some people, and that's going to be take dancing lessons. Now, when I share that with some other leaders, they go like, what? What do you mean? And when I say take dancing lessons, dancing teaches you how to navigate a room and improves your posture because it works your core. Now, the core being where your voice will actually come very strong, but it's also how you stand and how you come across. Your presence, a lot of that comes down to the way you stand and the way that you project yourself. And so dancing allows you to do that because a lot of dancing comes from the core uh, and the different moves that you make or steps that you take. The other thing, too, is that somebody who stands well comes across as being confident without even having to say anything. So that's, a, that's another great thing. The other thing too would be, if you're on a dance floor and there are other people as well, you're having to navigate the actual dance floor while you're dancing. So when you're presenting up front and you're dancing with that audience or you're presenting up front and you're having to present and know your lines or know your stuff and get it across your messaging, but if you're walking around, it's how do you maneuver in that room while you're still doing the things that you're good at. And so dancing allows you to do that. So I think what I'm going to try to say here is these five points are really, really important in conjunction with the other points I said. So the five points are stand up. So never be seated. So always stand up to show that presence, power, and confidence. Number two, involve your audience. Make the eye contact, invite questions, 
but always reference back to what somebody else has somebody has said in that meeting. So then you they feel like they're part of that conversation. Number three, go to Toastmaster so you can learn some structure. Number four, go to acting classes to learn how to project your voice and control the room. And number five, take dancing lessons to teach you how to navigate that room, how to improve your posture so then you have a stronger core and so then, you, then you're feeling more confident. So team, today, really interesting, how can I present two executives or my boss with confidence and not come across as being nervous? They are some thoughts that I have for you in relation to that. And I really enjoy the questions coming through from me. And, and that there were several people that actually asked that similar question. So that's why I pulled it together like that. So, hey, thanks for joining me here on Ask Dennis in this episode today. If, if our listeners, if you're wanting to ask me a question, feel free to do that. Just feel free to send me a message uh, either on social media or send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. And I'm happy to answer those questions on these episodes. Ask Dennis. Thanks for tuning in today. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown, the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they're being published or released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating, and share them with your network, with your friends, with your family. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me, feel free to send me an email and also feel free to ask me any questions that you'd like me to, or send me a question that you'd like me to ask my guests as well on the other episodes. Dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.